eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast I really just wanted to sit here and talk about how good things are right now for the White Sox. I was enjoying the game last night. I knew that once I wasn't really excited about baseball coming back. I felt like there were bigger pressing issues in the world, and I wasn't sure how baseball was going to handle the coronavirus. Like, I really wasn't. I was worried about whether we were putting players in unnecessary harm. And I still have some reservations about that. MLB's uh, handling of it hasn't been ideal, in my opinion. But it's gone well enough. I was expecting to be excited about the White Sox this season. Like, really excited about Luis Robert joining the White Sox, about them spending money on Yasmani Grandal, them bringing in Edwin Encarnacion, who I wish was doing a little bit better, but he's doing he's doing good enough. Tim Anderson taking that next step in his career arc, bringing in Dallas Keuchel, seeing if Lucas Giolito could duplicate what he did in 2019. And if that was the picture that he was going to become, plus all of the other stuff, you know, having like Michael Kopech, for example, and obviously like he opted out. I'm struck by how. Let me let me back up for a second. I was actually talking with my students about this this morning. When you cover sports on a daily basis and when you are a reporter, and there's a difference, and a lot of people don't know the difference, and some people, I don't want to assume that you under you have my whole resume on file. There's a difference between being a reporter and being a columnist or being a reporter and being a talk show host. When you're a reporter, your job is to try and be fair. People throw a word, the throw around the word objectivity a lot. But even when we lack objectivity, we can still or don't have objectivity or built-in bias 
we can still try to be fair. It then becomes a battle of looking beyond what you are and what you're about and seeing if you can look at it from a different perspective. I covered the Bears for a really long time. And so even though I grew up as a fan of the Bears, that part of me died a long time ago. I root for individuals. I want guys to succeed if they're out here doing the right things. But I don't live and die with football games. I just don't. It's not in me. And I thought that once I stopped covering the team on a daily basis, and that was 10 years ago that I stopped covering the team, I thought that it might reemerge. It is not reemerged. And I mourn that. I do mourn the fact that I don't have a connection to the Bears like the listener does a lot of times. It's why I've, I've kind of gone in full steam with going to Alabama and becoming like a crazy Alabama fan. I don't cover that team. That's one of my alma maters now. I can go crazy when I talk about Alabama football. I can be a meatball. When I talk about Alabama football. With the White Sox, even though I have gone out to cover games, I I think that I do a lot of fair and critical analysis of that team and that franchise. And, and that's up for debate for you. Like, you might think that it's not fair. I, I try really hard to be fair. But I am a fan of this team. And I'm really happy that some of that has been rekindled in me. That I'm able to emote and hopefully still look at the White Sox with clear eyes. Like, I have some questions about what happens after the Dallas Keuchel start in any playoff series that the White Sox play in. The hope would be you win the first two games of that first series and then you start all over again and have the opportunity for those guys to pitch what would it be three game three and four or game two and three and maybe six and seven depending on what the schedule looked like I'm having a blast watching this particular White Sox team I remember the 2012 team, and I remember them being good. I don't remember being invested in them. I wanted them to make the playoffs. I was looking forward to the, the White Sox making the playoffs. But I don't have any real attachment to the 2012 White Sox. This team has gone beyond that, in my view. And I've enjoyed this ride that they've taken us on. It's very rare in sports, and it's less rare now in Chicago, I'll explain. It's very rare in sports that you get an idea of what a franchise is trying to do. And then the franchise is able to pull it off. The Cubs did this, and that's what I meant by there's an example in Chicago. The Cubs did this. We trusted them to do it because of what Theo Epstein had done in his career up to that point. 
we trusted them to do what they say and say what they mean. And we knew they're going to tear it down to, to the studs. They're going to tear it down. And then they're going to try and build it back up. And they did. And by the time you got to like late 2014, you saw some of it. You saw these glimmers of, oh, they put some pieces together. With the White Sox, that trust hasn't been there. It's, it's had to be earned. We all like Rick. But there wasn't anything that allowed for us to trust him in the same way that Cubs fans could trust in the resume of Theo Epstein to bring them back to relevance and championship contention. With Rick, it was like, man, here's this smart dude that's going to have, he has a vision and he's in charge and we like him and we hope it works out, but you don't know. You don't know. You want it to work out, but you don't know. And here we sit in 2020 in this crazy season of 60 games. And I kept wondering if the White Sox were going to be able to capitalize on this or if that pressure of the 60 games would be too much for them. And there are moments inside the season where there are flashpoints of Dallas Keuchel coming in and his leadership actually being on display. People talk about veteran leadership in clubhouses and locker rooms all the time. We saw it on display with Dallas Keuchel, not liking the way a team, the team was playing, saying it to the team, then saying it publicly. And we saw a better play. Seeing what Tim Anderson means to everything that is White Sox baseball. Him being in contention for another batting championship. But beyond that, him being a leader on this team and being someone that ignites this offense in a way that is tremendous and special. You see Jose Abreu wanting to be a part of it, like having the vision of seeing what's getting ready to happen and saying, I want to be a part of this, man. Like this, this feels so good. We're going to be good. Having faith in this process that the White Sox as an organization are going through and putting his stamp on it and saying, I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm with it. I'm going to, I want to stay here. I want to stay here and I want to be a part of this for the duration. I want to see where this goes. It's been fun. I do these wacky, you know, recaps where I wear a different cap after they win. And I remembered early on in the process, looking at my own White Sox cap collection and being like, I don't think you're going to make it through with new caps for every win. I have legitimately 15 different White Sox caps, maybe a little, maybe 17 different White Sox caps that are mine. Okay. They're, they're just straight up mine. So I knew that that wasn't going to work all the way. The White Sox, they, they love the publicity and they've sent me caps. Guess what? I would have never thought this, 
But there's a possibility that I still don't have enough caps. Still. There's been 31 wins, and I was looking in the closet between the caps I haven't worn that are my own and the caps that the White Sox have given me. I'm down to like six more. And that to me is is amazing. Like it's a, been a fun part of this journey for me to enjoy White Sox baseball this way. To have that thing that resides in you as a fan and knowing how close it was to it all being taken away. How close we were to not having a baseball season. I don't want to ignore all of the issues of Major League Baseball. I don't want to ignore that there is probably going to be labor strife between the players and the owners. And I'm I'm very committed to the players on this one. And I don't have any problem telling you that. I'm not a fan of how things have gone during the Manfred administration as commissioner. There's still time to turn it around, and I think that he's going to get a lot of appreciation for this season and what I expect to be a fascinating and fun postseason. But I'd be lying if I told you that it was that I was happy with the state of baseball. I am having a lot of fun watching this season, though. I, I will give Manfred and MLB credit for that. I watch Quick Pitch every morning on MLB Network. It's great for me when I'm on the treadmill. It really gives you a, a snapshot of the league. Like I really, I actually think it's a well-done show, too, on top of everything else. I like that there are guys out there like Fernando Tatis Jr., even though it hurts as a White Sox fan to even bring up his name. I like that there are guys like that that are having fun, that Mookie Betts is out here throwing people out from the the right field corner to third base, that Mike Trout is still showing us game after game after game why he's the best player in the game, even though he ain't going to be the MVP this year. That's one of the White Sox. I still get to see incredible moments like Alec Mills throw a no-hitter on Sunday and the incredible moment on Saturday where Jason Hayward takes Hayter out to give the Cubs the lead. They, they have These moments have not been manufactured. These moments have been real. And... I'm pleasantly surprised by how how great it's been. I usually don't laugh at people that emote about sports because I know that I'm an emotional person too. You just try to be nice and try to be fair. Um but this is a feeling that I haven't felt about the White Sox in a really long time. And it's very welcomed. The road. Things in Chicago overall. Have been rough. There's violence in our streets. That we can't quite figure out what to do about. We see 
children shot and killed for just living. And we know that the problems in our city are serious. We've had a summer of unrest and people taking to the streets. Most people taking to the streets for righteous causes. Some people taking advantage of the people who are taking to the streets for righteous causes. We have had to come to grips with our history as a city. Our relationship with law enforcement, our relationship with the mayor's office, our relationship with the governor's office, our relationship with the president of the United States. We are a strong, strong city that it's fighting for its survival. And I mean that both figuratively and literally. We're trying to do it all inside of a pandemic that's got us scared to death, and it should. I'm not one of these people that feels like sports fixes everything because sports doesn't fix everything. I do like, though, that there have been moments where I've been able to turn to baseball for a respite. And I've been able to turn to White Sox baseball for fun. I'm an old man now. When the White Sox won the World Series, I was 30. I'm 45 now. It's different. But damn it, I'd be lying to you if... I didn't tell you that this this group of young, energetic people haven't made me feel young and energetic too. You only need to spend a couple minutes with Tim Anderson to walk away believing. You only need to spend a couple minutes talking to James McCann to understand his level of expertise behind the plate. You only need a couple of minutes to be around Lucas Giolito and his journey to really, really appreciate it. I thank them for making what's been a difficult summer a little bit easier. I'm excited for what happens next. I really want them to win the division. I think that that means something. I know that it's a 60-game season, but I still think it means something. To even be able to hang a division banner means something. I thank them for allowing me to have a couple of moments of cool. And maybe that's the best thing about this White Sox team. They're cool as hell. And rooting for them is pretty easy. Thanks for listening.
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.